Showcase Sundays today on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. morning everyone it is a bright cheery morning in the mutual audio network as we have two haunting features for you this week so it seems kind of odd to provide some dracula to present it to you for your features i'll, I'll leave it to my co-host david alt Grave morning everyone this week our double damned feature is a haunting beyond the lake by richard h brooks for 11th hour productions and soft voice by q code media and without further fear it all begins right here on the sonic society hey that rhymed don't blame me you wrote it that's true that's true <laughs> A Haunting Beyond the Lake by Richard H. Brooks somewhere I'd often go over the years. That day I found myself over at the lily pond and as dusk crept over the nearby woodland I looked across the water and noticed an image that became a thought and then little by little fear Beyond the water, beneath the willow. Ghost? Or something else? You are such an idiot. I keep thinking maybe it was a mistake. I don't know why the thought even seized me. There are plenty of passers-by in the Abbey grounds. Though not at that hour. The scene had anyway been obscured by the dapple of shade beneath the branches. A coincidence, maybe, or an idea that had got the better of me. But then I saw the face, and my heart dropped. Would you get on with it? I'm thinking. I can actually see you thinking. Can't disturb a master at work. It's cards, not chess. You play chess? Only child here? Can you imagine me playing by myself? I can imagine you getting angry when you don't win. Oh. Ow! Lucy. Heart-shaped face. Comically expressive brown eyes. She didn't do cards. Scoffed at the idea of a picnic. When I bumped into her at the supermarket and said, what about a bike trip? She almost dropped the boxes laughing. But she turned up. There at the station, with a rusted children's bike, basket and all, shaking her head in mock indignation. Ten minutes later, she was freewheeling down the hills, eyes closed, hands off the bars. Oh, you can try winning at fighting, but I'm going to win this, so that's a nine. <laughs> Remember? Reverses? Oh, yeah. So, anyway, the mic cost me a fortune, but a friend who worked at a school reckons he can get me the stand and baffles for, like... Nothing. Raffles? Baffle. Like to be really confused? Like sound insulation? For the studio. You're seriously building a home studio? Yeah, for the album. Don't you need... All the songs written? Well, a house. You wait around. She said. Things pass you by. And did her eyes linger on mine? I had turned that day over and over in my head. Your turn. 
There had always been others around till then. At the ice rink when we were kids, friends' parties, a roller disco where I spotted her among the flashing lights. I'd run over to say hi, forgot the wheels, turned a cartwheel and found myself staring at the ceiling. Her hand reaching out the throng to pick me up, laughing. Or maybe I made that up. She played an ace. Ha! I should have seen that coming. My turn to pick up. Her cheeks dimple slightly as she suppresses a smile. So, why here? What? Well, it's not the most obvious place you take someone on a... Well, you know. Well, it's nice, isn't it? The view. I'd swept my arm across the lake, then stopped. Had I just seen... No. You are so... quaint. What? It is nice. Kind of romantic. Oh. Romantic? Bit out of the way, actually. Aha! Is that so? Go on then. Choose. What? Last cards. Um... Oh, honestly, I have the worst luck. Yes, you do. <laughs> a seven and ten and clear the pack. I win. She laid a queen. A blaze of triumph lit in her eyes. A smile that, momentarily, became self-conscious. The wind picks up, and a shiver catches me. Why now? Are you sure you haven't played this game before? For someone who doesn't like cards... Oh, no! You got me to play this. Three out of five, and I get to choose the dare. Remember? Clothes off. But there are people. Well, I've been told it's very out of the way. But why do I need to... It's the dare! Besides, I've got a camera and you promised me an interesting view. You really want me to... You're joking! You're just gonna nick my clothes, aren't you? Maybe... <laughs> Alright, you can keep them. But I want you to dance. Like a striptease dance? I'm not letting you up on this. You can do it to music. I'll get my Walkman. Ah, perfect. How do you like a bit of pop? She'd slipped the headphones over my head. Forgotten how short she was. N no. This is wrong. A shimmering of the light off the water. The whole moment was too... She came from Greece, she had a thirst for knowledge. Oh, okay. That's where I... I caught her eye. Oh my god! <laughs> You're so embarrassing! Go on! No, go on! Why are you stopping? What's that? Let me get the camera. The photo. No, look over there. Across the lake. What? Is that... Someone watching. The mood changes. A sickening feeling. It's just a shady bit underneath the willows. I saw movement. Like wind? No. I caught something earlier. Like a shadow. People come here all the time. Look, if you're not going to do it... I hadn't realised then what I was seeing. It was like a spell. Unreal and yet... Real? A warning, perhaps? I took out my earbuds. No, there is definitely something there. Well, if you're not listening... She put her headphones back on and laid back down on the bank, looking up at the clouds, feet swaying, head crowned by daisies. A picture. A picture. Weird. Just standing. Staring. Lucy, look. Slowly, unconsciously even, I moved my hand up. The figure did the same. No, the 
opposite. What did you say? At the same time. Lucy, I, I think I should say something. This is weird. What? Oh, there's no one there. We're running out of time anyway. Let's do something fun. I don't know. I've got a strange feeling. I'm sure I saw someone moving. Like, when I move something, they do the same. Well, don't do it then. I think you're just bottling out of this. No, no, look, come closer. I walk forward and... You saw that, right? Something definitely moved. What if there is someone? They're probably waving or whatever because you are. I... suppose there might be an outline or something. The sun tilted below the tree line. The image shimmered, wavered even. A warning. Like a sort of blur. I need my glasses. You've got glasses? Yes. I don't wear them though. I have contacts and I hate putting those in too. So I just end up walking into things really. Perhaps it's like the haunted monk or something. What monk? Well, that's the story, isn't it? The abbey, it's not an abbey. It's a manor house built on the ruins of some old monastery. The haunting is like the old inhabitants still roaming the grounds. You didn't know that? I... I didn't. I didn't think you'd been here before. You didn't ask me. You said you don't like oldie world stuff. I don't. Normally. I used to be trailed around these places by my mum when she was homeschooling. It was a lot of standing in the rain, being read guidebooks, getting hypothermia. I think she was being creative or something. So that's why I didn't see you much at school. You weren't there for a bit, though. Yes. But homeschool? I didn't know people did that. Is it...? It's because I was supposed to be training. You know, the dancing. It's not that exciting, really. Look, maybe we should just walk somewhere else. It's getting cold anyway. It's not a monk, though. It's just... Some random creepy guy. Probably. I don't know. I've got this odd feeling that they're staring. They want to say something. But if she knew, if I told her, what would happen? The light was dwindling. I was running out of... Can we go? Oh. I've still got to work tonight, remember? And... I thought this wasn't one of your shifts. You said you'd taken it off. At Tesco's, but not at the bar. But I thought... I've got to work. I'm not going to uni with the rest of you, am I? Sorry. No, it's nothing. But you didn't want to. You're doing your music anyway, aren't you? Yeah. I'm sure you're going to be really good. I mean, you're, like, really committed. I'd love to hear something. Thanks, but... Look, let's not spoil the moment. I didn't mean to. She looked down at the water and frowned. As if she'd seen something she didn't like. Then back up at me. Suddenly serious. You used to stay on at the ice rink when I was practicing, didn't you? After your friends had gone? Huh. We should have done this earlier, you know. We've had a nice day, though. I'm sorry. I got distracted. Thing is, you're leaving now anyway, aren't you? Everyone is. It's stupid that we're meeting up now, doing this, and you're going. Ooh. I feel like someone's watching me. We should just walk back. I'm not going straight away. But you are going, so... She's saying goodbye. We could write. What? Like pen pals at school? Darkness eating up the corners of the scene. The spill of sunset turning the ground sepia. This is a mistake. What is it? Sorry, I thought I heard something. Did you hear? Maybe we should just go. I... If you don't stop this... Well, 
Let's take a photo or something. Remember it. Yes. All right. I... I could write. I'm just not very good at that sort of thing. I'm not patient. Let me get the camera. But there was something in the background. In the photo. Lucy. Oh, sod it. Why can't I? A sudden premonition as she walks out of sight, into the darkening wood. She wouldn't be back. Lucy! I shout. I'm just getting my bag. I left it with the bike. But it's not a ghost. I rifle through the old notes and cards in my wallet where I kept the photo. You! Still there. This could prove it, prove that it really did happen. It's you! What the hell? Suddenly everything has changed. The illusion is broken. He sees. I see you. He's pointing. I know who you are. And horror. There is horror in his face as I know there is in mine. His hand at his mouth, my hand at my mouth. I want to say something. I can't. This can't be right. Lucy. L Lucy! In my hands, I look down at the folded piece of paper I've taken from the wallet, hardly bearing to open it. Here we are. I've no idea how to take a picture of this backwards. Lucy, the person, the, the shadow, I've worked it out. Later, later. Come on, get close. In my hands is the picture. The photo. There she is. Lucy, her hopeful eyes staring back. My face pressed against her. Perfume mingled with the smell of summer grass. Everything I remember, but something else I hadn't noticed before. A shadow in the background. Say cheese. And that shadow is me. Fifteen years too late. <laughs> Not too late. Lucy. Lucy, can you hear me? I shout, I bellow. She inclines her head, something catching her attention. This is my moment. Lucy, I have to tell you something. Something I should have told you. I... I love you. They both glance back at me now. My heart races. I'm almost giddy with the possibility. I could make it around the lake in five minutes. I could change. Something is wrong. The light is shining through them. No. They're not moving at all. Like an image. Weightless, ghostly, translucent, even. Lucy, can you hear me? Please. But they don't hear. Because they're not really there. The image across the lily pond wavers, shifts, and disperses. Because the picture I'm seeing is not across the water, but a reflection in it. It's drifting away with the ripples of the water. And the years. And the years. I never did see her again. We cycled back to the station, awkward goodbyes. Promised to keep in touch. Me going to university, her pursuing her music dream. Only not. Instead, she drove her car off the road one evening. Too many thoughts, too little sleep. Hands off the wheel, eyes closed for good. The letters I wrote went unopened, collected up and put away in an empty room. Until years later, I heard it all. The death. 
the funeral and the dreadful silent absence. I wrote to her mother hopelessly belated regrets and received back a picture now faded and folded away. You are such an idiot. I got distracted. And if I'd known her better, if I'd known you better, Lucy, I could have said goodbye to something more than a ghost. Of a chance. Well, you should have done this earlier, you know. Or maybe I could have changed things. Not wait around, not let things pass me by, but for the shadow of a doubt. I would have broken the spell, turned that moment her face was against mine, and kissed her. What if I travelled down from university or skipped the year, being there at the front row of the Blue Turtle Bar cheering her on when she stepped onto stage? Would it have changed what happened? Would we have worked? Would she have even said yes? Let's not spoil the moment. We still have the sunset. Lucy. Just the sunset. A haunting beyond the lake by Richard H. Brooks. Johnny Glasgow played the narrator. Tarn Purley played Lucy. Mark Maxwell played me. Directed by Matthew Boudreaux. Music by Dane Leonardson. Dialogue editing by Richard H. Brooks. Sound design and post-production by Matthew Boudreaux. Credits by Fiona Thrale. Hi listeners, we want to take a moment to recognize the importance of mental well-being. At times, the show features sensitive material. Know that there are options, and you don't have to deal with it alone. Our continued support for mental health and treatment comes from Talkspace. Visit Talkspace.com to learn more. Q-Code presents Soft Voice, starring Naomi Scott, Olivia Cook, and Belle Powley. Created by James Bloor. One day, soft voice left. There was no goodbye, no announcement. It was an ordinary day and sunny, and Lydia was on a lunch break. Lydia was a 25-year-old estate agent working in London. She'd gone into the posh supermarket opposite her office and stood in front of the yoghurts. She did this every day. And every day, soft voice told her which yoghurt would bring her the most success. For example... If Lydia had to show a young professional couple around a two-bedroom apartment on the Chelsea Embankment, Soft Voice would say something like, Please take the light Greek-style peach and passion fruit yoghurt. Greek yoghurt is simply excellent for apartment viewings due to the absence of whey. For flavour, I would normally advise mango, but the only mango option available is mango and lime yoghurt, and sadly lime would ruin your chances of closing the deal. Thus, Lydia, a light Greek-style peach and passion fruit yoghurt will be the correct yoghurt for today. 
Soft Voice's yoghurt selections helped make Lydia the most successful estate agent at Hatchet and Sprig Estate Agents. Lydia consistently outperformed everyone, including her boss, Trevor. Lydia! How the fornicating devil do you do it? Correct yoghurts, said Soft Voice. But Soft Voice was inside Lydia's head, so Trevor couldn't hear. Just lucky, I guess, said Lydia. And yoghurt helps. Trevor laughed. <laughs> Lydia's numbers were extraordinary. Every Monday... Trevor read them out. Good morning, lads and ladies of the sales team. Hope we all had a fantastic Wochenende. Some of us were in Prague. Georgie, put that down. Uh, oh, sorry. Right. Last week's numbers. Alex sold that stinking basement on the King's Road, you naughty boy. Samira, ten viewings, two sales. Not a bad spread. Georgie, nothing. Predictable. Ollie, strong work, 17 viewings, 5 sales, including that cheeky full bed on Gatliff Road. But as per, it is little effing Lydia who came to ask with no fewer than 13 sales. Biggest score since I've been branch manager. You've beaten my record. I'm absolutely fuming, you mousy bitch. <laughs> Soft voice always made Lydia win. Bow down to the property queen. Winning felt. Fantastic. It felt like melting in Lydia's shoulder blades and sizzling in her vagus nerve and tingling in the hypothenar muscles of her palms. It was really good. Really nice. She could lean back, relax, float on the buzz. Lydia won every single week and Hatchet and Sprig rewarded her with thousands of pounds of commission. Last year, she had bought her very own one-bedroom apartment on Curtain Road with its own jacuzzi bath. But it wasn't only at work that soft voice made Lydia win. It was everywhere. For example, at yoga. Push the floor away, twist, windmill the arms, exhale, chaturanga. At being a plant mother. Water the ivy, mist the fern, spit on the cactus. At badminton. Smash it. At marathon running. Go, go, go! Life with soft voice was a kaleidoscope of wholesome activities. For example, volunteering. Hello, you have reached the Samaritans. My name is Lydia. I'm learning Italian. Non tutte le ciampelle escono con il col buco. And playing the elbow. She shoots, she scores, said soft voice when Lydia did good. Give yourself a high five. Yes. To keep her on track, soft voice carefully controlled who Lydia dated. Lydia was extremely attracted to baristas. So Soft Voice had to be strict whenever she was getting a coffee. Flat white? Yes, that's me. There you go. Careful, it's very hot. Oh, (laughs) thank you. Yes, that is very hot. Stop staring at his tattoos. Do you want an extra holder? Oh, no, no, it'll be all right, thanks. Time to go. Goodbye. Lydia required a boyfriend who had a good job and no feelings. He could not be interesting or attractive because Lydia needed to stay focused. For this purpose, Soft Voice had selected Graham, a 33-year-old barrister. Are barristers as exciting as baristas? Lydia had asked three years ago when Soft Voice had matched her with Graham on Hinge. Alas, barristers were not as exciting as baristas. For example, Graham only communicated in WhatsApp voice notes. Hey, um... Yeah, just checking in to say, hey, hope you've had a good day today. I've had a productive day. The trial went well. We got our conviction. So, yeah, guilty, murder, life sentence, all good. Um, Soft voice, do I have to listen to the whole thing? Yes, Lydia. Um, yeah, and it's our three-year anniversary next week, and I was thinking of what we could do to celebrate. And they have this 6,000-year-old mummy at the British Museum called the Gebelian Man. So I was thinking we could go and see it on Saturday and then finish that jigsaw of the Berlin Wall and then have some sexy time. Maybe play with the ice cube again? I've already made plans for Saturday, Lydia. Oh, what a shame. Graham does have a heart of gold, but I'll have to let him know I can't make it. Hey, Graham, I've actually got plans on Saturday, but glad you had such a productive day. Congratulations on the murder. I think our anniversary is on Tuesday, so why don't we do dinner? Dinner was a very sensible suggestion, Lydia. Well done. Thank you, Soft Voice. Over the years, Soft Voice had trained Lydia in the art of jam tomorrow. 
for example. Soft voice, can I go to the house party? Jam tomorrow, Lydia. You can house party when you've got a degree. Soft voice, can I buy this top? Jam tomorrow, Lydia. You can buy that top when you've saved up for a deposit on an apartment. Soft voice, can I have a rest? Jam tomorrow, Lydia. You can rest when you've finished everything. Jam tomorrow meant delayed gratification. And delayed gratification meant a finely tuned system of punishments and rewards. For example, the official English marathon was in two weeks' time. And Soft Voice had told Lydia to buy herself a chocolate Easter bunny. If you finish the marathon in less than two hours and 22 minutes, you may eat the whole bunny. If you finish the marathon in more than two hours and 22 minutes, you must throw the bunny away. Soft Voice had first spoken to Lydia on her fourth birthday, when she was at the duck pond, feeding the ducks. Duck! Hello, Lydia. My name is Soft Voice. That is a moorhen. It was fair to say that Soft Voice had turned Lydia into a well-oiled machine perfecting every aspect of her daily life. Wake up, make a gratitude list. Three, two, one, cold shower. Stop scrolling. Kegels. Lactic acid facial peel. Floss the gums. Slow down. Stop faking it. Dry your hands. Don't breathe. Breathe. Don't slouch. Ignore it. Focus. You have earned a chocolate button. Stop laughing. Smile. Smile 20% less. Insert the missing apostrophe. Change there to there and there to there. Ankle socks. You have earned a toilet break. Complain to the waiter gracefully. Start running, you're being you're followed. Away. Give yourself Stop a slap. Talking. Shoulders Choose back. Before you enter, Put please. your phone down. Sterilise the moon cup. Shave. And on Saturday afternoon, you must visit Granny Night-Night. Granny Night-Night was Lydia's maternal grandmother, who lived in a care home in Shepherd's Bush. Whenever Soft Voice mentioned Granny Night-Night, Lydia experienced two feelings. First, guilt. The slow slug of guilt crawled through Lydia's lungs and sprayed her brain cold and white with its juices. Guilt made Lydia want to rush over to Granny Night-Night's care home and apologise for being a terrible granddaughter. But Lydia was restrained by the second feeling, which was the fear of death. The fear of death slammed on the brakes. It felt a bit like an angle grinder and a bit like a sex harness and a bit like a water balloon. The slug of guilt pushed Lydia forwards and the fear of death yanked her back. Oh, I should visit Granny Night-Night, but I'm scared of being emotionally close to her because soon she will die and I will experience grief. In practice, visiting Granny Night-Night was tricky because Granny Night-Night was a basket case. The baker is in the oven. But Soft Voice always had it covered. Hello, Granny Night-Night. It's me, Lydia. Who? Lydia. I'm not Lydia. No, me. I'm Lydia. Jane's daughter? Jane? Jane, your daughter, married to Mark? Oh. Hello, Mark. Uh, No, I'm Jane and Mark's daughter. Lydia? Lydia. Doesn't ring any bells. I'm Lydia. I come every Saturday. I'm your granddaughter. Oh, I know who you are. I'm just pissing around. Christ, does no one under the age of 40 have a sense of humour? Give her the whiskey. I brought you some whiskey. Glenmorency! Soft Voice knew how to turn any situation to Lydia's advantage. Just yesterday, for example, Soft Voice had saved the day on an apartment viewing with a difficult man. Hello there, how are you? I'm Lydia. You're late. Am I? It's two o'clock. Shut up, let him be right and apologise. Oh, you're right. I'm I'm so sorry. I do hope you haven't been waiting too long. Let's go inside, shall we? Bet you haven't even brought the right keys. I've got them here. Play dumb. Oh, but I'm I'm always getting them mixed up. I'm I'm useless like that. (laughs) After you. Stinks. Don't suppose you've brought me a copy of the property details? Don't give him the details. He would prefer to hate you. Oh, no. I must have left them in the car. Sorry. Typical. Apologise again. Sorry. Don't look at his lazy eye. So, this is the master bedroom. Yes, I can see that. God, look at that damp. Yes. Now, now the current owner is in the... Don't tell him that the current owner is in the process of repairing the roof. Just wait. Look at him walking over to the damp. He loves the damp. He wants the apartment to be shit. And he wants you to be shit. Don't take that away from him. Just wait. And be shit. And knock that ficus tree over. Oh my god, sorry. The damp is horrific. Is there anything above this room or is that the roof? Say you don't know. I don't know. 
course you don't. Right, well, look, I can see it is, because if you used your eyes and looked out the window at next door, theirs is the same, so it is the roof. So what you'd have to do is get up there, figure out where the water's getting in, and reseal it, then dry the room out, and dump seal it, and paint it over. Wow, you really know how to sort things out. Eh? Lick your lips. Ah, all right, I'm done here. Shithole. Thanks. Congratulations. He will definitely put in an offer. Hey listeners, it's Neely from Qcode, here to tell you more about our partners at Talkspace. At Qcode, we love creating experiences and stories that pull audiences into new worlds and even new heads, like that of Lydia. And while we all find our moments to escape from reality, we have to remember to find effective ways to deal with our very real feelings and emotions. Now more than ever, therapy can be a resource when things are feeling especially heavy. That's why we're proud partners of Talkspace. It's the number one online therapy platform that has thousands of real licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. Your therapist can help you set and achieve your goals. And of course, there are no worries about confidentiality since they use the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information and comply with the latest HIPAA regulations. They're such a valuable resource, and as a listener of SoftVoice, they're offering you $100 off of your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use the code SOFTVOICE to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's SoftVoice and Talkspace.com. To be successful, it was essential for Lydia to follow SoftVoice's rules. There were a few things that were completely forbidden by SoftVoice. These included no radio, no sat-navs, no guided meditations, and no podcasts. There was also the golden rule. If you don't know the answer, ask me. Lydia stuck to the rules impeccably, and whenever she didn't know the answer, or had a single shred of doubt about anything, she always asked soft voice. For example, Am I boring? You are cheerful. Two million pounds plus two million pounds. Is that four million pounds? Correct. What would it be like to jump out the window? Very bad, but then fine. Is this hat too big? Your nose is too big. The hat is good. Am I interested in mosaics? Yes. Will Snapchat make me lonely? It's too early to tell. Do I fancy her? Yes, but you shouldn't. Do I like mustard yet? No. Could I be pregnant? Yes. Am I pregnant? No. May I listen to a true crime podcast? Never. How well am I doing? Very well. Soft voice had always been there for Lydia. Yet, here at the fridge in the posh supermarket opposite her office on her lunch break, Lydia was greeted with a terrifyingly unusual sound. Silence. Lydia waited for 12 minutes. The yoghurt was overwhelming. Very quietly, so that nobody could hear, Lydia said, Hello? but Soft Voice did not reply. Ordinarily, if Soft Voice had fallen asleep, Soft Voice would wake up and reply, Hello, Lydia. But Soft Voice didn't reply. And Lydia's heart began to thump in her ears. Lydia decided to ask Soft Voice an important question. Soft Voice, why do I need to eat yoghurt? Isn't it made from milk? Taken from baby cows who were killed. At which point a little bubble of sadness rose up at the back of Lydia's throat. The bubble of sadness rode a wave of nausea accompanied by an image of a bleeding baby cow crying for her mother. Usually when Lydia asked Softvoice about killing baby cows to make yoghurt, Softvoice said, Shut up and eat your correct yoghurt or you will make a mistake and you will be fired. Lydia knew that the most inappropriate yoghurt in the entire fridge was a Sicilian lemon mousse. Mousses were full of whey and citrus fruit flavours ruined economic growth. Trembling, Lydia picked up the lemon mousse and said, I am holding an inappropriate mousse. But still, Softvoice said nothing. Terrified, Lydia shot out of the shop. Softvoice did not come back for the rest of the afternoon. Needless to say, Lydia's property viewings did not go well. What's that smell? Um, dead rats in the wall. You said there was a garden, man. The garden is deceptively small. What is a telephone shower? It's a bijou, part refurbished shower that's oozing with opportunity. Lydia was in shock. Her whole body was numb. That evening she went to badminton, but every time she tried to hit the shuttlecock, she missed and hit her partner, Snezhna. Ow! Sorry, Snezhna. You have bad day or something? Yes, a very... Very bad day, Snezhna. Well, don't take out me. 
When Lydia got home, she tried to do some yoga to calm down, but she overbalanced in eagle pose and gave herself a nosebleed. Then she burned her dinner. After that, she tried to practice the elbow. Revising Italian verbs. No soft voice. Spitting on the cactus. No soft voice. Flossing her gums. No soft voice. No soft voice. No soft voice. And then... Lydia noticed something in the bathroom mirror. What happened to my hair? She murmured as she touched a tiny patch of hair that seemed shorter than the rest. Maybe I've got... moths? She whispered. Lydia shut her eyes and tried hard to imagine what soft voice would say. But suddenly she was asleep and her alarm was going and she was on the tube and she was in the office and her desk phone was ringing. Is that Lydia? Hello, yes, this is Lydia. Thought so. Took you long enough to pick up your phone. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling very well. I've got quite a bad headache. And right, I'm calling about the flat with the damp. I'll make an offer. Five forty. Um, thank you, but I'm afraid the vendor has told me she won't consider offers below five fifty. I'll tell her it's a shithole. She's got damp. She's fixing the damp. Fixing the damp. You're not listening to me. I could fix damp, and when I fix damp, I fix it. Just one moment, please. I need to check something with my colleague. Soft voice. How do I get him to move to 550? Soft voice, please. Did you just put me on hold? The, the golden rule you says... A disgrace. I will be making a formal complaint to the branch banners. No, 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 please. Lydia spent most of the weekend in her jacuzzi bath. She didn't visit Granny Night-Night on Saturday afternoon and she didn't go to her shift at the Samaritans on Saturday evening. In the jacuzzi bath, Lydia ignored Graham's voice notes without soft voice saying, Listen to Graham's voice notes. Outside the jacuzzi bath, Lydia wore no bra without soft voice saying, Stop the nipples. On Sunday afternoon, Lydia ran 20 miles in 2 hours and 13 minutes, but there was no soft voice to say. She shoots... She scores. Sweaty Lydia stood in her kitchen and gave herself a high five. On the kitchen table sat the chocolate Easter bunny. Lydia picked it up. The official English marathon was next week. Say something, soft voice. Say something or I'll eat the reward bunny. Lydia ate the ears first, then the face. No soft voice. If you don't say something right now, I will listen to a true crime podcast. But before Lydia knew it, it was Monday. Good morning, lads and ladies of the sales team. I hope we've all entertained ourselves over the weekend. Georgie, put the fromage fray down. (laughs) Sorry. Right, last week's numbers. Alex, three sales, you naughty boy. Samira, shifted that fat semi with the bath on chain row. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Georgie, one actual sale. Hello, flipping low we are. Ollie Sterling work, 19 viewings, four sales. And our very own superstar, Lydia. Nothing. Well, well, well. Give it up. For honour. Brilliant. Great oh. shot, guys. It's on me tonight, then. Oh, 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 guys. <laughs> Lydia, can I have a word? Lydia had never got nothing before. She spent the rest of the day feeling like a slug. At the day's end, Ollie approached Lydia's desk. Babe, you coming for a drink? You look like you need one. Since there was no soft voice to say. Jam tomorrow, Lydia. Lydia said. Uh... Uh, yes, all right then. Lydia had never been to after-work drinks before. Ollie, Samira and Georgie always went to the pig's head. We'll have three double vodka tonics, please, and 16 tequila. Lydia, what do you want? Uh, Lydia had never had a drink before. I... I don't, I don't know. G&T? I, I could probably have milk. Right, you can have a G&T and a tequila. There you go, babe. Lydia, oh my God. Lydia! Guys, can we actually believe Lydia is here? The Lydia. Right, shut. Cheers! <laughs> Lydia! <laughs> what are you doing? That tastes like metal. So, Lydia, oh. tell us everything. Tell us about your life. You are such a mystery. I can't believe I've literally worked with you for three years and we've never hung out. Would you say I'm the most successful person you know? <laughs> 
I have got a jacuzzi bath. You literally are ridiculously amazing, and we don't understand you. You're sleeping with Trevor. Babe, no, Trevor told me I was a big disappointment this week. I'm probably the best estate agent in the world. I do not want to sound arrogant or anything, but I am. Holiday. Oh my god, we should go to Cuba. Can I bring Tawa? We love Tawa. Are you gonna bring someone with you? I got a boyfriend. Or girlfriend. Oh she's not a lesbian. Thank you. But no no, yes. Oh no, that's last orders. Already? Oh my god, guys, it's a Monday night. Right, 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 last round. Lydia, where are you heading? We're all clapping. Um, I'm Old Street. Oh, no. Let's do this again. I love again, you, Lydia. So. All right, I've had Get a lovely time. Let's love do it you, again, love all you, right? love you, babe. Clattering through South Kensington Station. Clattering onto the Piccadilly line. Tough voice. Clattering off at King's Cross. Clattering onto the Northern Line southbound via Bank. Soft voice, please. Please, soft voice. Subways, where are you? Clattering off at Old Street, clattering off up Provost Street, up Cropley Street, up to Regent's Canal, up to the dark, dark water, alone, alone, the tunnel sucking Lydia towards it like a big, wet mouth. Lydia's mind was throbbing with panic and guilt and the fear of death. Please, please, I don't know what I've done wrong. Please come back. Sophos, please. Sophos, I promise. I promise I won't pick up an inappropriate moves. Oh, no, where a bra. I'm sorry for missing the Samaritans and Granny Night Night and eating the reward bunny. I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know any answers. And I can't, I can't live without you. Sophos, I'm... I'm nothing. Without you, Lydia cried through chattering teeth, shivering in the wind that blew through the black tunnel. How soft voice always knew what to do and what to say. How soft voice always knew where and when and why, how to get it done, how to get it right. Damn tomorrow. Lydia wept. <laughs> she scored. Lydia whimpered. How good, how very, very good life had been with Soft Voice. But now, I have moved in. My name is Dark Voice. Soft Voice stars Naomi Scott as Lydia, Olivia Cook as Dark Voice, and Belle Powley as Soft Voice, Genevieve Gaunt as Georgie, Cardiff Kirwan as Ollie, Abby Tedder as Samira, Devin Terrell as Barista, Christian Cook as Graham, Amanda Lawrence as Granny Night Night, with additional performances by Iris Sviss, Knox Collier, Novi Brown, and Barry Newell. Created by James Bloor. Written and directed by James Bloor. Executive produced by Olivia Cook, Belle Powley, Naomi Scott, Jordan Spence, Brian Cavanaugh-Jones, Fred Berger, Rob Herding, and David Henning. Co-executive producer, Chris Ferguson and Andrew Levine. Produced by Shin Yin Hiyu. Producer, Marlena Ma. Supervising producer, Tess Ryan and Sandra Yi Ling. 
co-producer Michelle Zarate. Original music and composition by Jeremy Wallace McLean. Q-Code Head of Music, Darren Johnson. Audio engineering by Ryan Walsh and Ben Milchev. Edited by Braden McCluskey. Sound design and mix by Eugenio Battaglia. Casting directors Chelsea Block and Marisol Roncalli at Atomic Honey. Casting director for guest roles, Andrea Bunker. Assistant director, Kelsey Adams. Script supervisor, Sarah Gerritsen. Assistant engineering by Neely Oftering. Additional editing by Alvin Wee. Production coordinator, Brandon Weisner, Jack Friedman, and Sam Brain. Production assistant, Nathan Yan and Jillian Evenas. Post coordinator, Rachel Yanover. Production legal, Christina Bulbrook and Lindsay Keel. Production accounting, Pin Chun Lu. Produced in association with Oddfellows Post. Soft Voice is a Q-Code and New Name Entertainment production. And that's this week's show. Please check out both features links at sonicsociety.org, a proud partner of the Mutual Audio Network. We will see you all next week as we go deep. Until then, I'm Jack Ward. And I'm David Alt. Guessing, well, not quite guessing because it's written in the script in front of me, that that's another clue. Indeed, and that too is written in the script in <gasps> front of you. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen, the demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour, bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural... Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com.